A couple of podcasts ago, I spoke about uh, going back to Nepal. Uh, and I, I actually was in Nepal pre-pandemic, actually a couple days after I arrived back in the United States and in Boise, Idaho. Uh, it was like March 15th of 2020. The whole place shut down. Uh, the whole country just went full pandemic mode. So uh, pretty excited that Nepal has opened its uh, borders. I can get a visa when I arrive. I just have to show that I'm fully vaccinated. I have some colleagues there and a friend there. They did fine. So yeah, I'm super excited to go. And it's been on the brain. It's been on the brain. I already bought my tickets. Uh, I leave around May. I leave in May. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about Nepal. I'm going again on a Buddhist pilgrimage. I am very Buddhist, and I'm going to go to the birthplace of Buddha in Lumbini, Nepal. And I'm going to spend time in Kathmandu. Um, of course, I'm going to be doing some shopping for my online Dharma store. Mostly I'm there on a Buddhist pilgrimage. And I was thinking about some of my experiences on pilgrimage, so to speak, uh, because I... I went on a medical mission. That's not really a pilgrimage, but we did go to the Dzogchen Monastery back in 2008, 2017. I went with our lineage, and uh, that was fantastic. I mean, just amazing. And um, But then I had the opportunity to go back again in 2019 to Tibet on a just straight-up pure pilgrimage, which was amazing. So, you know, I'm... I'm I'm thinking about Nepal. I'm thinking about Tibet. I'm thinking about Buddhism. Um, Buddhism. I'm thinking about going to these very sacred sites. And uh, but then I was kind of thinking about visiting Potala Palace when I was there in 2019. And of course, Potala Palace is the 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 home of the Dalai Lama and the Dalai Lama throughout. Uh, the past many reincarnations and generations. And it is just, it is an incredibly large complex, the Potala Palace. And it's just, it's astounding. And I remember when I went on pilgrimage in 2019, um, there we we also had the opportunity to go to Longchenpa's cave. He's a great Dharma figure in history, especially in my lineage of Dzogchen Vajrayana uh, in the Nyingma, the Ati Yoga. All that's technical information. You don't have to be too concerned about that. But uh, uh, but we couldn't do both. You either had to go to Longchenpa's cave or you had to go to Potala Palace. And, and uh, you know, when I think about Lhasa, Tibet, you know, the capital of Tibet, I all I, all I think about is Potala Palace. So I thought, yeah, I need to go. I need to go to Potala Palace. So I went and I went with, uh, I think there were four people in our party from that pilgrimage trip. Most people went to Longchimpa's cave. And we'd spent a couple days in Lhasa. And, uh, and that was really great because there was just, I mean, some of the most holy, earliest Buddhist temples are there. You know, there's a lot of Buddhism. People are practicing all the time, prostrating. Of course, there's great shopping. The market was incredible. I had such a great time there. But to get deep inside the Bakur, Bakhtur, uh, the center of Lhasa, where, you know, where the temples are located, where you can practice, where it's just kind of the, the main area, you have to go through security. 
you know, and of course that's regulated by the Chinese. Uh, and the Tibetan people aren't very, uh, well, of course they're not very happy about that. But uh, I had to go through security. It was kind of like going through the airport, but a little more extreme. And you know what they're looking for is they're looking for lighters and lighter fluid because they don't want monks to set themselves on fire. They're not really looking for weapons. And uh, that's kind of a new thing, you know, uh, for me. I, I don't normally think about that kind of stuff. But it does happen a lot in in Tibet based on what's going on there with China and all that. And, uh, but, and I'm only bringing that up. I'm only bringing that up because when I went to Potala Palace, we had to also go through security, right? And... Uh, you know, I'm just me. I'm me. And we, you know, we're we're with a Tibetan tour guide, but everything is regulated by the Chinese government, which means all the permits, you know, everything, every monastery we go to is uh, regulated. Uh, we need permits to get in. Our, our, our tour guides take care of all that. And uh, we never really get to see what's going on behind the scenes. As far as all the permissions and administration and uh, permits and all that. But um, I remember when we were basically uh, on the flight to China and we landed in China and we, you know, because we're, we're, we're going to get another flight over into Tibet. Our Lama that organized the pilgrimage basically said, look, don't ask the Tibetan people about what's going on with China. They have to live with it every day. And it's not part of this tour. We're here to be on a Buddhist pilgrimage and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, you know, all that's legit. I support all of that. And I totally understand that. Um, so, you know, when we have these moments where we have to kind of deal with uh, Chinese security, it gets it can seem a little intense, you know. But uh, the same thing happened at Potala Palace. And this is why the name of this podcast is Hotel California in Tibet, because, um, you know, we got to Potala Palace, and it was just absolutely beautiful, and the actual tour uh, is only, can only be like 58 minutes long, so, you know, it's pretty quick, it's pretty fast, you know, we, we, we get taken through pretty quick, uh, there's not a lot of downtime, it's not an open tour, and it's, it's regulated by the Chinese government, so, you know, we're on the Potala uh, compound ground and grounds and there's a lot going on you know i thought we were on tour the whole time but we started climbing up and hanging out and there's all these things going on beautiful museum just ancient buddhist uh holy objects really astounding and then uh you know finally we get to this one spot and our our tour guide is like okay we're getting ready to go in to start the tour and i was like oh we're not on tour and they're like no no the tour is going to start here pretty soon so uh we only have 50 minutes, 50, 58 minutes from the time we go in to the time we come out. So he's like, let's stay together, follow, listen, don't dilly-dally, basically. Uh, and I jumped ahead a little bit. Uh, when we entered the compound, we have to go through security. And, of course, that can be a kind of a tense moment for all kinds of reasons. Not so much that we're... We got to go through an x-ray machine and, you know, they kind of pat us down and all that. But it's just more of, and it's got the cultural overtones, all of that, right? All of that. But we showed up 
at the security guard station and there was a little bit of hang time because other people were in front of us and this kind of thing. And, and, uh, I'm with my, my French friend, Daniel, and then I'm with three women. We're all on this pilgrimage together. And the three women are from the United States, but lo and behold, what's on the radio is hotel California. (laughs) And me and the ladies picked up on that. We're like, Hey, that's hotel California, you know? And, and then Daniel, the French guy, he knows American culture. Like he knows that song. And, and, uh, you know, the, the, the women started joking about like singing a little bit. And I was like, Oh no, we could do some karaoke right now. We could do some karaoke right now. And, and, uh, I immediately started singing the song. Now, before I go any further, I also got to tell you, I also got to tell you, uh, the tour guide, the, the, the Lama that organized our Tibetan pilgrimage also mentioned that we should not like stick out too much, try not to draw too much attention to ourselves. Uh, you know, we shouldn't really leave the tour group and go run around Tibet on our own if we get in trouble or whatever, but just not even trying to draw attention to who we are and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, but me being me, I'm just having fun and shining bright and having a good time. So I was like, oh, you want to do some karaoke right now? Cause we had, you know, we, we had some downtime. So I pulled up my air microphone <laughs> and I started singing. I started singing with the song, right? Like on a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair. I just started singing it right. And then I had the, my, the women were my backup singers. And then Daniel was playing the air guitar. And I was like, I'm a terrible singer, but I love singing. And I just ripped it. Welcome to the Hotel California. Right? Every time of year, every time. You know, the women were going off. We were having a moment, right? And my, my tour guide, Psalm Droop was a little stunned that I was actually doing this because the next thing you know, like out of nowhere, all these Chinese security guards show up. They start like rolling up on us. And at first I was like, oh no, we're going down. <laughs> we're going to spend the rest of our pilgrimage in a Chinese jail. right? <laughs> but I think it's important to understand that the Chinese culture love karaoke. And the I mean, these guys were laughing and cheering and waving back and forth. And they actually loved it. Like, I, I was a little stunned. But once, once we all realized what was going on, we just finished the song out. Yeah, the solo was great. Um, Daniel had a great time playing the solo guitar and... Uh, the women were great backup singers. Like it was, it was a true, true moment. And there was a lot of laughs from the Chinese security guards. And, uh, I mean, even Sandru, our, our tour guide wasn't necessarily opposed to it, but he doesn't want to us to draw any attention like that to ourselves. But, you know, we, I was just shining so bright. We were having an American moment. Everybody in China loves, you know, uh, karaoke, even though we're in Tibet, like it, it turned into a moment. It turned into a moment. And then, you know, we got some cheers. It was great. And they put us through and, you know, we went on this, uh, Tibetan tour, you know, I got to go inside Potala palace. And as a, as a Buddhist, that is, it's such a big deal. Like, you know, it has one of the original oldest, uh, statues of Gautama Siddhartha there. 
and uh, just holy objects galore, sacred Buddhist items and objects. And it was, I can't even get into it. It was so incredible, so incredible. But that opening, Hotel California, and uh, was just great. And then for the rest of our pilgrimage, that kind of was a theme. You know, Hotel California, uh, Daniel, my French friend who was my roommate, you know, he pulled it up on his phone on many occasion, had it in the background. And uh, yeah, even the Lama caught wind of it, of course, because Sun Droop's got to tell her uh, what's going on and what happened and this kind of thing. And you know, I just can't help it. I, I'm approachable and funny and enjoyable, and I really connect well with the Tibetan people. And, you know, people really enjoyed—I uh, really enjoyed being in Tibet, and I don't have two hands, so I draw interesting attention. And, you know, I, I get a lot of attention from monks and lamas and yogis, and, and, um, and then even— the Lama that organized the event, she mentioned that. She's like, oh, yeah, Alejandro, you're a connector. You know, you connect people together. Um, we climbed up to this this monastery. Oh, it was so high. We were at like 13,000 feet. And as soon as I got up there, I <laughs> this this monk, he's kind of the caretaker. He just kind of shined on to me. And I had a I had like an orange or something. I offered it to him and he he opened it and we shared it. And yeah, he put his arm around me. We were hanging out. And then on the on the bus ride home, that's when uh, the organizer was like, yeah, Alejandro, you are you connect people like when you're around, people become connected. And uh, it's interesting, too, because on our last day in Tibet, when we were actually getting on the bus ride out, um, Daniel started blaring on his phone, Hotel California. And sure enough, there I go again, starting to do karaoke and I'm outside. Oh, I'm jumping through the air. You know, I, I got the air microphone. I'm just like going for it. The ladies are doing their backup dance, you know, backup singer thing. And Daniel's playing air guitar and again you know and it's not just chinese people i think it's anybody listening to karaoke but like the spontaneous doha karaoke like all these tibetan people started showing up to watch and like laugh and enjoy it <laughs> oh yeah it was such such a moment oh my god and you know that was 2019 it's been like three years now and uh Whenever I hear Hotel California on the radio, I just think of those moments in Tibet and those women. And, and these women that I we were with when that happened, they, whenever they hear Hotel California, they reach out to me via email or chat. And they're like, hey, Alejandro, we were just you know driving in our car. We heard a Hotel California. We thought about you and our moment in Tibet. And yeah, you know, it was oh, it was so, so special. And I've been thinking a lot about that kind of stuff because I'm getting ready to go back to Nepal on another Buddhist pilgrimage. And, you know, I'm not going with the group. I'm going solo because that's kind of my style. It's kind of my style. And, uh, yeah, I just think moments like that are so precious and rare and special. And they make a difference, you know. And they certainly made a difference with the ladies and myself and Daniel and but even the security guards there at Potala Palace and the Tibetans in the street and even Sandrup, my uh, my tour guide, who I consider a friend. We had a very good relationship and uh, I, I miss them greatly. I'm, I'm looking to get back to Tibet. I'm going to organize a pilgrimage to Tibet next year. 
I can't do it this year because of just everything that's going on with COVID and all that. And so right now we're not able, I'm not able to get into China. And if you can't get into China, it's almost impossible to get into Tibet. So we were going to go this year, but had to postpone it. Um, yeah, just not going to work. So we're shooting for 2022 and, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to spend a little more time in Nepal. There'll definitely be some podcasts coming from Nepal and, uh, a lot of images and, and all kinds of cool stuff. So with that, my friends, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close. Uh, uh, and this is the spare, the extra podcast that I missed last week. So I got another podcast coming out on Wednesday. Uh, that's my regularly scheduled podcast, but this is the one I missed. So just making it up because I care. And, uh, with all that, let's, uh, let's be cool. Let's stay safe. Let's be kind. See, I told you he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.